Are you just totally knocking this parenting thing out of the park? No? Well, neither are we. Welcome to Easier with a Friend podcast, the show that nurtures open and honest conversation between friends who support each other through all the stages of life. We're your hosts, Chi and Elaine. And we are two friends who are also moms to four kids between the two of us. <laughs> yes, I have two fur babies, but today we have a guest with two human babies to help us discuss some New Year's resolutions related to parenting goals. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Su Wing Mata, and like Elaine mentioned, I'm the mom of two kids ages five and two. And I am a stay-at-home mom who is also currently homeschooling my kids because of the pandemic. Yep. And thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being on our podcast. Uh, actually, I would like to mention Su Ling is a really great homeschooler. We've seen a couple of the projects that she's done with her kids this year. And she and I are just extremely impressed and blown away by the amount of effort that she puts into their homeschooling projects and just the things that she's done to help them learn. So that's why we wanted to have her on the podcast. And she's also part of our group of friends, uh, the ones who we've been friends with for 25 years. We've known her a very long time. We just wanted to kind of have a little discussion with her. So Suling, I'll kick off with you, actually. What are some of your parenting goals for this year? Thank you for that introduction, Elaine. That was so sweet of you and Chi to think that highly of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have uh, two parenting goals this year. The first one is a work in progress. It's uh, to be more patient with my kids and not to lose my shit with them. And it's really hard. So like when I blow up at them, they don't feel good. And I feel super guilty afterwards. And my kids are just being their five and two-year-old self. And it's just, it's not good for both, both sides. And so like a lot of moms, we are juggling a lot of things on a day-to-day -day basis. And with this pandemic, it doesn't really help with the stress. And with homeschooling and there's more working moms, making meals, cleaning up multiple times a day, toys everywhere, and being a referee, a playmate. Then you rinse and repeat in the next day. And so there's just like no break. So it, it, that definitely takes a toll on my patience with all those things going on. And I don't like it when I lose my shit. So I'm trying really hard not to. And it's just an ongoing battle. Second one is uh, teaching my kids Chinese and Taiwanese. That's another goal that I'm trying to strive more this year to concentrate more on. And so I feel like language is part of our culture and I don't want them to lose their culture. And I've been slacking off speaking to them in Chinese and Taiwanese. And my husband is the, he speaks only English. And so that's primarily spoken in our household. And so my kids see my husband and I communicating in English and they want to communicate in that way. So this past year, I've been making more of an effort to speak to them in English and follow it with Chinese and Taiwanese. And uh, I also started incorporating Chinese characters into their homeschooling. So I just want to start off by exposing them to hear and see Chinese characters and hopefully have them start conversing with me instead of just one word or one sentence. Okay. Um, so those are my goals. All right. Well, I think they're great goals. Uh, the 
language one, that's ambitious. So, you know, <laughs> that's uh, good luck to you on that one. But the losing your shit thing, 100% relatable. I don't have any human kids, but I lost my shit with our dog the other day. <laughs> and she's just a dog. So I feel like I, we're, we're only human. My, my husband, I was like, oh my God, I'm a terrible mother. And he said, no, you're human and that's okay. And, and it's true. He said that to me. And I was like, sometimes you just need somebody to tell you that you're human and it's okay. And you're going to mess up, but the kids are going to be fine. I think there's some great goals there. Chi, what about you? What are a couple of parenting goals for you this year? Well, let me start in line with dogs, I think, are a great practice run for introduction <laughs> to parenthood. Yeah, it's totally relatable. I think for any parents that have young kids or even teenagers, I'm sure older kids, it's very hard to control your emotion and, and have patience because these are people that you love so much and care so deeply about. So I think that's why it's so challenging to stay sane and, and not get so emotional when it comes to dealing with them. But my kids are slightly older. They're six and four. And so I have a few goals, I guess. I think because my older one is actually in school now and she's starting to meet friends and we're doing play dates. I have kind of a big picture goal of wanting to help her deal with things like peer pressure. It feels a little bit early, but it, then again, not really, because in our neighborhood, we have friends around her, her age and, and some are a few years older. She's definitely looking up to some of the older kids in our neighborhood. And I'm wanting to make sure that she understands good examples versus bad examples and peer pressure and be able to develop good judgment when it comes to friends. And for my little one, I have a, a I guess, somewhat easier, but feels quite challenging goal for her, which is to get her ready for school. Because right now she's in preschool and next year she's going to be in kindergarten. And when you go to big kid school, as my kids call it, elementary school, which includes kindergarten for us, then mm -hmm. your lunchtime is like 20 minutes. And my younger daughter, she takes forever to eat. So I've been trying to mountain train her to eat faster because I'm like, you're not going to make it when you go to big kid school if you take an hour to eat lunch. So her goal is a little bit easier, but for her, it is such a challenge just to get her to like focus and eat. And I just feel like she's going to faint by the time I come pick her up next year because she wouldn't have, she just wouldn't have gotten to be done with her lunch and lunchtime would be over. Well, quick interjection on that. Look, Nick went to military school for a semester in high school. And now he scarfs his food down like a starving man who hasn't seen food in three months or something like that. So I, I feel like if she goes and it's 20 minutes, you're going to start seeing her speed up the eating. I, I'm not 100% sure that she needs you to <laughs> train her, but good, but good on that. Any, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Any other goals that on your list this year? I'm going to have to call Nick then to get some tips on how to <laughs> what, see what training he got in military school so I can implement it with my little one. For me, the, the big picture goal also causes me to think about, okay, if I want them to understand peer pressure, what is it that I need to teach her? What is it that I need to develop in her to get her to be able to stand up to her peers or make better decisions. And I think for her stage, it's, it's about teaching her to be more independent 
which hopefully will give her more self-confident in her in herself and, and trusting that, hey, I can do things because I'm independent. And mm-hmm. hopefully with that independent, they'll develop confident. And then with that confident, it will help her feel like she's able to stand up to her peers or, or be able to make good decisions. We always said when we were growing up that the thing that we hope most for our kids is that they find a group of friends who accepts them and allows them to be weird and doesn't pressure them like when we were in high school and we found each other. So instead of praying that she learns to resist peer pressure, I will simply pray that she finds great friends, right? <laughs> uh, Suling, any, how about for you, any uh, tips or tricks that you're going to apply this year? Any challenges that you see ahead of you for the goals that you've got set for yourself? Oh, okay. So um, that, I'm going to make a little comment about cheese, what you said to Chi. Okay. I also think that if you, if you, you know, I think our, our parents built us a, a good foundation of our ideals. And um, if you pass it on to your kids, I think they will kind of gravitate towards those type of people. And that's how we all kind of connected because we gravitated towards each other. Our ideals were very similar. I think your girl's We'll, we'll do great. They'll be fine. That's actually really insightful. I agree with that. I think if you instill in them certain values, morals, they will find the people that align with how they think and how they believe. I guess in terms of your personal uh, goals for this year, Suling, any tips, tricks you're going to be applying this year? Going back to the try not to lose, you know, your shit or my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is kids, they are the reason we lose it and the reason we hold it together. Mm. And they're just professional button pushers. (laughs) (laughs) Just know where your buttons are. (laughs) (laughs) So I I figured that would be a start to have less buttons for my kids to push. And I know myself when I get distracted or trying to multitask, I end up having less patience with their needs and wants. If I'm playing Paw Patrol and Transformers with them, that can get boring for an adult. And I want to get on my phone and check Facebook. But then I find myself, I can't finish one paragraph of the news because I keep getting interrupted by them. So, and that would just frustrate me. And then later on, that would be added on to my pile of buttons that they'll end up pushing. I try to stay off my phone when I'm with them. And this year... I took it a step further and I deleted social media off my phone. So that way I don't have any temptations. So that's one thing that I'm trying. And then the other is to try to go to bed earlier. You know, when you're tired, when anyone's tired, you have just less patience for anyone. That's also, I'm guilty of not going to bed earlier because I want me time, but it's, and I can't fault them, get mad at them. Because that's my own fault for not going to bed early and I can't, I shouldn't be mad at them for that. The third one would be to show a little love to yourself. You know, find a hobby or exercise or something. Grocery shopping by yourself does not count because you are doing (laughs) that for family. (laughs) And uh, it has to be something that is not family related. And so for me, it's skincare. I can devote 10 minutes to myself and I feel like, oh, I did something for myself. Not no one, but for myself. And so that makes me feel a little bit more taken care of. I like it. I was going to say, uh, Ling's over here making the big sacrifices. Like I, I, she said, delete social media and both Chi and my eyes got wide. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to hear you're also adding back a little something for yourself. 
so that this way you you take away and you give yourself something. So so I like that. What about for the for the second the language goal? First is just like you know simple and fun for the kids, and exposure is key for them. And you know just start off simple. Like I started off with numbers for my five year old. I wrote down Chinese characters from one through ten on a mega block. And on the side of the mega block, I have dots that corresponds to the number. So for example, Chinese character for one has one dot and Chinese character for two has two dots and so forth. And on another set of mega blocks, I wrote the numerals one through 10. And I told my son to match the numerals to the Chinese characters. And after he matched them correctly, we go through the numbers in Chinese and Taiwanese. He had fun doing it. And we checked a lot of boxes. There was one problem solving, play, and it was learning. He enjoyed it. A lot, and afterwards he grabbed a marker and started trying to write the Chinese characters on the whiteboard, and that definitely took me by surprise. When we play hide and seek, I try to count in Chinese or in Taiwanese, and just try to get them just exposure, exposure as much as I can, whether it's play or when we're homeschooling. The other thing that has been working really well for us are uh, I use bribes. I use candy, <laughs> candy to bribe my kids. And it's a great, great way to make them learn faster. So I got my two-year-old to learn her colors with uh, Skittles. Skittles is her favorite candy. So it, it was very, very easy. <laughs> I also got my four-year-old at the time to learn his numbers and colors in Chinese and Taiwanese with, with Skittles too. I would have my two-year-old recite the colors. And for every color she got correct, she got to eat them. And so there is an incentive, more answers correct equals more candy. And after she mastered her colors in English, I moved on to Chinese. And it's the same concept with counting. And my five-year-old can count up to 20 in Chinese. And so he got 20 Skittles. Yeah, so it's like a, a, a win-win. They get what they want and I get what I want. Well, I think our listeners understand why, what I mean when I say you're very creative with the, the teaching and the, the tricks. And, and I think that's a really good way and nothing wrong with a little bit of incentive every now and then adults get incentive for things that they do. I don't see why kids shouldn't. And definitely I think makes the learning faster and more fun. She, what about for you? You kind of talked a little bit about uh, the challenge with the peer pressure thing. Any tips or tricks that you're maybe going to try on the eating Goal. The eating goal, I think was just doing the simple thing that I learned from a preschool that I previously enrolled my older daughter in. Mm -hmm. And they did a routine with the kids, including a specific, you know, eating lunch at the exact same time every day and having a specific amount of time that they had to finish. And so I think that's important with the younger one is letting her know that this is the schedule and this is what you can expect. And to help her, we recently purchased a little timer and it's like a kid timer where when you set the timer, it, it changes it to like a red from a white to a red. And then they can see the red going down because obviously they can't tell time just yet, but they can see the color getting smaller and smaller. So she'll know how much time she has left. And so that's helped her a lot with just being able to see, okay, this is how much food I have. And this is how much time I have. And this is what mommy means by 20 minutes or whatever mm. it is, right? And then with my older one, this one is a, a long-term goal. This is something that we started, but it's a long-term goal. But interestingly enough, you saying earlier that wanting the girls to have friendships like what we have from our group of friends. So I actually started talking to them, specifically my older one, a lot about 
my friends and us and the oh. things we've been through and how we met and what we do for each other and what about each friend that I like you know why did I choose to be their friend and try to help her kind of see the logic and see the reason why you would want to choose certain friends what what was the decision and whenever we read a book we watch a show or just in general I hear her telling me a story about another a kid or something that happened in school I always try to have her talk it through with me. It's like, well, what do you think happened here? What are the decisions that are being made? What do you think we could do different? And, and things like that, just to kind of help her develop a thinking process. I don't know. I'm hoping that I'm that voice in her head right now. You know what I mean? I'm hoping, I'm hoping to do that voice in her head and telling her to make good decisions. You know which one mommy would want you to make. Well, I mean, how involved, I'm curious, involved is your spouse regarding the goals? Like how, how much are Tony and Luke participating in these? Uh, Su Ling, how's, how's Luke? I don't even, I, he doesn't know about the language goals since <laughs> he, <laughs> he speaks English. <laughs> but uh, he, he, I know he, so he, he'll definitely support the language goal and it's, you know, he understands that it's important for them to speak another language. And he tries to uh, incorporate Spanish because he knows a little bit Spanish, like just counting and few mm -hmm. vocabularies here and there and trying to remind Everett, uh, my five-year-old, what some of those words are. But his way of supporting is more like collecting like toilet paper rolls or, you know, paper towel rolls, stuff for our homeschooling. And if I need to get stuff for homeschooling supplies, sometimes he'll just get it for me on Amazon. So that's his way of supporting. Okay. You pretty much, I mean, I, and I know this is that you pretty much run the ship when it comes to, uh, um, or captain the ship, I guess, when you, when it comes to the homeschooling. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Chi, <laughs> well, what about for Tony? Uh, how's he feeling about the peer pressure goal and the eating goal? Where is he on that? Um, the eating goal, he's a lot more involved. Um, he's the one who actually found the uh, timer that we bought okay. for the little one. And he understands. I mean, he's he's always shocked because in, in his family, there's no such thing as someone who doesn't know how to eat. And he, <laughs> he's like, in my family, the food is in front of you, you eat. There's no such thing as people needing to remind you to eat. So he's just so baffled by this whole issue that we're, this whole problem that we're having. He's just like, it just doesn't happen in my family. Um, but he's, he's trying to support her along this goal of just eating faster so that she will survive. Um, and he's always like, you're doing the bare minimum to survive. <laughs> and then with the other goal, um, he's definitely on board. Uh, I talk to him a lot about the challenges we'll face raising the girls and the older they get. We're not there yet, but I know we eventually will be there that his role of giving them enough love and acceptance that they won't feel the need to look for it from another boy, right? Having dad mm -hmm. plays a role, especially for a girl, is really important. It, it helps them being able to choose better relationships for themselves when they get there. So for those of you who uh, listened to some of our previous episodes, my husband and I, we recently moved to Denver. And because of that, we really don't have any family close to us. And, and we're kind of forced to be each other's support. And we're the only staff, like we say in our family, like we're the staff, <laughs> we're trying to run this household, but we're the only staff. 
in a way it's gotten us knowing that we can only count on each other. We've gotten a lot closer and gotten better at working together when it comes to parenting. So we're hoping well, that trend will continue into the more challenging teenager years. Oh, for sure. Y'all are, y'all are going to have to present a united front for the teenagers. <laughs> Absolutely. So that actually kind of brings me into my next question. You had mentioned y'all are each other's support. Are you also part of any parenting or mom groups? Well, I am an introvert. And so Mm -hmm. it's always a little bit challenging for me when it comes to big groups and social interactions. I do a lot better in smaller groups. In general, I do like having mom support. I tend to lean more on friends within our own group who are moms like Suling, for example. I come to her to vent and get lots of good tips and advice all the time. But I am involved in some online like Facebook mom groups and those are helpful too. And for me as an introvert, it's great because there's a there's a screen between me and, and who, the <laughs> other members of the group. So it makes it easier. But definitely, I don't think I can survive motherhood without having at least you guys, at least people like Su Ling and, and other moms that are that I could really just talk to judgment free and be able to vent if anything, just to get through a challenging day or something. Well, Suling, same question for you. Do you have any parenting or mom groups that you belong to? Um, I'm also very similar to Chi. I don't, um, like Chi and, you know, my sister are pretty much the people that I go to when I need a vent and just mm-hmm. get something off my chest where I would just blow up at my kids. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I, I go to them. And even though I'm adding another button where I'm like trying to text them, And my kids are bothering me and, you know, like, mom, 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 watch this, mom, mom, mom. So I'm like, like, Chi, I I feel the same way. Um, I don't think I would have been able to survive motherhood without my friends. And it's just very, very important to have really good friends to just talk and vent to and even to be there to listen. And that's the most important. That's what I needed. Well, I think that's actually really interesting, uh, the point that both of you bring up, right? Because we've always talked about how lucky we are to have our friends who have known us a long time. And so our friendship is really past the point of judgment or anything like that. We don't really care. Whatever you tell us, you tell us we love you just the same. And, And sometimes I think because our group of friends is so large, there's more people that might be in the same kind of life stage as you, right? Who have kids about the same age or that sort of thing so that you can turn to. And I, I kind of think that's probably the reason mom groups exist for people who don't have that resource to turn to. Maybe they have great friends, but they didn't have kids at kind of the same time. And it's, it is difficult to understand. I don't want to sound like I never listen to Chi or Suling vent about their children. I do. <laughs> I just can't directly relate. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I think it's really, really great that both of you have each other. So, I mean, I think that's, that's a wrap actually on this episode. So dear listeners, that is the end of another episode of easier with a friend. We thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, love that you're listening to us. Remember to follow us on Instagram at easier with a friend on our Facebook page, easier with a friend or email us at easier with a friend at gmail.com.